Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is June the 22nd, 2019. Strong hand, unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Deferral gratification, conviction, avoid mediocrity. And all of you watching this show, you want to avoid mediocrity. That's why you're watching the best of the best right here. I'm here every day of the week. But of course, Friday is a This Week in Bitcoin show. Watch that at techbalt.com, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Follow me there on Twitter also, disruptmeister.com, sportsmeister.com for the podcast. And of course, this Friday's show was great with Bitcoin Tina, Christian, and David. Uh, and remember, this show today, the Beyond Bitcoin show, we're going to talk a little bit about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, but it's subject matters beyond Bitcoin, a little bit into my personal philosophy, how I live my life, health, all sorts of interesting things. So if you have questions, type in Bitcoin Meister in the chat and I will see it and I will answer your question. Hopefully it pertains to the subject matters of today's show, because again, it's going to be beyond Bitcoin. So let's talk about the new site that is going to debut from Jordan Peterson, we've heard about it before and it's getting closer to becoming a reality. He wasn't down with Patreon. He's not down with YouTube. He's starting www.ts.today. Everything I talk about in this video is linked to below, including that, by the way. And he says, ideas live here. That is the theme of ThinkSpot, ThinkSpot, ts.today it's linked to below that's is a collaborative community where individuals can explore and exchange ideas in thoughtful and respectful in a thoughtful and respectful manner the platform is an intellectual playground for censorship free discourse and there's also an article in the guardian about it that mentions sargon of akkad carl benjamin is going to be on it it's still being tested. You still can't see it yet. You might, you can sign up and get invited to it. I actually signed up for the mailing list. I haven't gotten any updates yet. But props to Jordan Peterson. Instead of just complaining, the dude was in motion. He didn't want to deal with Patreon. He didn't like the censorship or whatever you want to call it. And he didn't like their rules. So he's making his own rules. He's making his own site. Let's hope they uh, incorporate cryptocurrency in some way. Hey, again, I'm mentioning it. He's in motion. I appreciate that. And he's, he's just not complaining. He's competing. Compete. Don't complain. Pound that like button. Now, there's some social media people out there that are this entire uh, losing, uh, losing views. Uh, I don't get as many views on Twitter or followers or subscribers on YouTube. All these people are complaining about this because of my political beliefs. Okay, dudes. Some of these people are just frustrated. They aren't, they aren't getting the cheap, mindless 80% or views anymore, okay? The, the social media platforms have changed their algorithms numerous times, okay? If you sign up for YouTube and they decide, you know what? We've been giving you all these 80%ers. We've been showing you in the uh, recommended videos, and now we're not going to do it anymore. Well, okay, then you're not, you're not getting the cheap viewers anymore. You're not, your viewership's going to go down. Stefan Molyneux has been complaining that his viewership has gone down. Yeah, they're trying to, they're not showing him to as many people as they used to. He's not getting those cheap views anymore. The 80 percenters that just click on anything that they see in the related view, in the related video column. 
He is getting people. He should be happy. Some of these guys complaining about their lack of views, they should be happy. The people, they're still getting plenty of views. I mean, they've lost a lot, but they're getting the people who really appreciate them, who really will support them with all sorts of financial contributions. If, if you're not being tossed out there to the masses anymore, but you're still getting a substantial amount of views, you've got a loyal base, and they should be taking this as a positive. They should be happy their true fans are revealed. And they will, uh, and they're going to keep finding them too. That keep finding uh, people like Stephen Malone will be found by people who truly like them. Sure, their numbers will. If they are like on a big ego trip because they used to, he used to have a million subscribers. Now he only has nine hundred thousand. Then he's got to do some corrective thinking. Okay, um, he he talks about psychology all the time. If his ego is wrapped up around how many views he gets, then. It, then he's kind of hypocritical because he, he teaches people not to get caught up in that type of uh, superficial stuff. He still has loyal viewers. He still has plenty of people who could now – are his contributions down? I don't know. I don't know if his contributions are down. This is an opportunity. This is an opportunity to make the most of the loyal people, the 20 percenters that are still viewing your channel, that are still finding you despite not having it stuffed in their faces. Um it's an opportunity to work uh, more efficiently in a constrained environment. In a okay, so no, you're you're not going to be able to speak to the eighty percent masses who were trolling you anywhere, who didn't like you anyway, who were just like picking their nose and just looking at your bald head and saying, "Oh, why is he bald? He sucks." Okay, you're not getting those people anymore. Which is, I mean, you should probably be happy about that. You're 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 getting the people who are, you're seeing who really likes you, and that's I think it's pretty cool. And you can build off of that. You can build off of that. It's like um, you, you got used to you got used to what uh, in wrestling they call the cheap heat. Now sometimes a wrestler, if you're a bad guy wrestler, you want people booing you. That's how you're you're successful. That's you're, you're successful at your job when you know everyone's booing you. But the way you can <laughs> you can get cheap boos is just you know you go into Baltimore and you say I'm in this cesspool town, Baltimore, and you start in. in you start just insulting Baltimore as much as you can. It's the cheapest way to get heat in wrestling. So you, in, in terms of YouTube views, yeah, you used to get the cheap heat. You used to get all the cheap views because YouTube had an algorithm that would give you out to everyone. And now they don't like you. And now they're changing it so you don't get sent out to anybody for free. People have to find you. Okay. What's the problem? I mean, go, go join Jordan Peterson's platform and go make your own platform. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's an opportunity. I think it can be interpreted as a positive. You see who your main constituency is, and you just you know if you need some more uh, contributions, you explain to them what I just what I just said. Hey, YouTube algorithm isn't giving me out to the stupid masses anymore. Not to the eighty percenters. It's only to the twenty percenters now. So I'd appreciate it if you guys would you know, support me. That's what he should say. Um, or, or other, and it's not. I, I don't want to pick on Molyneux. There are plenty of people. Ben Shapiro is saying he's not getting as much as he used to do. But Ben Shapiro has on his site a way you can contribute to him, and he warns people. He's like, you know, we might get kicked off of YouTube, so please sign up for this. You can pay for all these advantages. He's already a step ahead of the game. For all you haters of Ben Shapiro, hey, <laughs> pound that like button. He's he's not. He's competing. He's not complaining. He's putting it out there that there's an issue. All right. So moving on, I wanted to. You know, uh, obviously, a lot of you fiat freaks have gone crazy in the last 48 hours uh, since right after uh, this week in Bitcoin was on. 
the, the fiat price returned to $10,000. Again, it was a day closer. It was We all knew it was going to return there. Well, I did. The strong hand long-term thinkers did. Some of you guys who sold at you know, 5000 or whatever, thinking you'd buy it back at 3000 or 1000 well, you just get a nice tax bill from the IRS. The those of us who never sold, we still have a, we have a Bitcoin. We actually have more Bitcoin than we had before because we got our crypto dividends. But that's for the Monday through uh, uh, Sunday through Thursday shows. For now, I just wanted to say I'll give you a little bit of behind the scenes information. So I, I set up for this week in Bitcoin show. I try to set it up, start setting it up on Tuesdays or Mondays. And I really like to have the guests by the end of Wednesday. And sometimes it takes longer. Guys don't get back to you. But this this week, all, all my guests, like it, it was set in stone by like Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that. It was great. And so Bitcoin Tina and I were talking on Thursday about the t- over Twitter DM about you know the possible topics. I said, well, we're gonna obviously we're gonna talk about Facebook coin. And and I said, by the time we go live. It, it, it might be $10,000. We might have to talk about $10,000. And you know that I don't like talking about the fiat, pl- blowing the fiat price out of proportion. And his response was, it might be 11000 by then. And the, so when my show started, it actually wasn't 10000 Like an hour after my show, it was 10000 And then about 14 hours later, it was 11000 So uh, Tina, uh, Tina was on the ball on that one. And if we rem- remember last time that it got one of the last times that it got to 10,000 or the first time it got to 10, the first time it ever got to 10,000 because it, it got down to 10,000 when it was going down to it, when it went up to 10,000 for the first time, it hit 11,000 real quick. It hit a lot, had a lot of things real quick. So again, we've seen this all before. I'm not too excited. I, I mean, I'm happy. Of course I'm happy. I, I, I love, I, I enjoy when people say to me, Adam, you know, you were right about the strong hand thing, not to get caught up in all this uh, glamour of trading and, and being taxed and following uh, hot women that tell you to like sell at a thousand, that it's going to go down to a thousand dollars and to drool over them. Yeah. It's, it's just have a long-term plan. You know, don't get caught up in like the I mean, you, there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure. Oh, you should be selling. You you're terrible. You bought it at seven thousand. You're wrecked. You're wrecked that you bought it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you look you look bad? You bought it again. I lived through it when people were saying, "Oh, you were so stupid to buy it at eleven hundred. Ha ha ha. Pound that like button. We can, we can all have a. This again. I've been in this thing. I've owned Bitcoin since 2013, so I, I've seen it all. That's why I, I appreciate the people who appreciate that, who appreciate this channel, the experience, and the the non not being impulsive, just sticking with the game plan, being the tortoise. All right. So today, today it seems like, um, I guess it's a political statement. The world today is defined by the wants of the working class above all else. You know, if the working class wants something, we got to figure it. That's the most important thing. Not what you want, not your own success, but if the working class isn't happy, if they're not happy, if they want to, if they can't afford um, a sixty thousand dollars SUV, then there's something wrong that the CEO can afford ten of them. Yeah, so so we gotta we gotta worry about the working class, okay? And the, the common good. It's all about the common good again. And this is not just a thing on the left. This is also on the right. This is conservatives talking about the common good and the income inequality. What should the government do to correct these things? And Yaron Brook. The, he has a great video on this. I linked to it below where he talks about collectivism is on the conservative side. It's on the liberal side. It's it's all over the place. You know, worrying about in, 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 in income inequality and all this nonsense. And he also has a video called 
Why inequality is a non-issue. And again, it's yes, it's envy. It is just envy. You should care about improving yourself. Why do you care? He, he, the example he gives is a Harry Potter book. His sons wanted Harry Potter. They really loved Harry Potter. He spent a lot of money on Harry Potter and his sons were really happy and he was really happy and he really enjoyed his time reading the books with his sons. And the woman behind Harry Potter became that much wealthier. She became quite wealthy from selling all those Harry Potter books. And Yaron Brook, he became poorer. So there was, in, there was inequality there, income inequality right there. She, her income went by, up by a lot. And his total, uh, the total uh, amount of, that he was ahead of the game uh, went down because he lost. He lost money off of it. But he gained happiness. So he gained time with his son. And he wasn't complaining. He didn't say, well, why is, your, why is uh, J.K. Rowling making so much money and I, I'm now losing money? No, he didn't complain. He was envious of her. She provided a good to society, to him. Or uh, Again, I, I don't like those books. I think it's – but it, it, everyone's got their thing, okay? And he explained it very well. It's all about envy. Who cares how much J.K. Rowling is making? Who cares about how much Bill Gates is making? If you, you're, you're envious, you're wasting your time. You're not trying to improve yourself and, and, and gain happiness through your own achievements and, and value. So, again, worry about yourself. Compare yourself to your past self. We're going to get into that in a second. Pound that like button. All right. Now, this, this is a classic. I could not believe that this Doomer, I, 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 again, I haven't watched um, Greg Hunter since, I, I don't know, it's probably since 2016, okay? And I, I, I used to enjoy that show until I realized, like, dude, when is this guy going to stop talking about the end of the world and precious metals and having the same guys on over and over and over and over again? Who keep on predicting the same things over and over and over and over again. Dollar to zero. Dollar. And everyone forgets that they predict the same things over and over and over again that never come true. And then you just keep listening to the same things over and over and over again. The same doom nonsense. And you just never get out of that loop and you never accomplish anything. And then you die. I mean, this is so I, I stopped watching that. Of course I stopped watching that. It, and it was great. It was it was great not to be involved with that stuff. But oh, but I still, you know, I, I still see names out there that were on his show. And and people start talking about good the gold nonsense. People are still talking about that, which is that you know if they want to talk about that, that, that that's fine, okay. But the Beto O'Rourke of Doomers was on the Stephen Molyneux show. Now, why do I call her the Beto of Doomers? Okay, her name is Lynette Zhang. Okay, so you think you think she's gonna be this like little Asian woman, and she's just a regular white woman. Uh, she's morbidly obese, it appears. And um, but again, that's you know personal responsibility is a new counterculture. But we're getting we'll get into the morbidly obese thing in a second. But you know, with Beto, Beto always makes sure he puts that name out there. So everyone thinks this Irish guy is Hispanic. So they they give him votes because in the uh, certain people just like to vote for uh, people who think are oppressed or whatever, even though he's a, a wealthy white Irish man. He, uh, which is great. It's great. He's a wealthy white man. Good. Good for him. Good for his family or whatever. But he's not, he's not Hispanic at all. He's totally Irish. And he, and so Lynette Zhang is similar. You know, everyone and all these people fault. They love Lynette Zhang. And I have to say that part of it has to be because they want to think she's Asian, even though they can see she's not Asian. She's white. Her name is Lynette Zhang. But the point, so that's not even the worst part of her. Okay. She is, she has some trading you know, she teaches trading or something all about the gold, all about the precious metals, all against about the silver, all about the dollar falling apart. She's been saying the same things for years. Now, not that many years, because I only started noticing her at, at the end. 
She didn't come onto the scene until like 2016 or something like that. Or maybe I didn't even know. Okay, I mean, I didn't know her. But all these people right away were praising her, praising her. Because in that little Greg Hunter circle and in that little Doom circle, there are very few women, very few women. So some of the guys are so desperate out there that they, that they praise it. The, and she doesn't say anything that's very intelligent at all. Nothing that's that's different than what all the other Doomers say, in fact. It, and so, so Molyneux has her on the show because – and I think he had her on the show – is because he sees his numbers are going down. And he's freaking out about it for some reason when there's no reason to freak out about it. So he's trying to get you know some of the Doomers, some of those 80 percenters that aren't coming on the show anymore to get them on with this one because he knows this woman's got a, a following just of guys that are so desperate that they'll follow a 60-year-old woman who's got an Asian last name and just drool over her. I mean that is pathetic. That is, it's really, I mean, and again, she's, a, she seems like a nice lady and everything like that. Okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm critiquing just the 80 percenters of this world. How, first of all, they can't get over the fact that the word, the dollar isn't going to collapse. They, 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 they stay in that circle. They drooled over a 60 year old woman with an Asian last name and, and, and they praise her to the, so you, you see the comments under the video too. Oh, you're so, she's so smart. She's, and, and, but there were, there were a few awesome comments like, because Molyneux, I give him credit. He tried to bring up cryptocurrency about twice. And at the 35 minute and 30 second mark, he, he got it in there. And she admits, she admits that she does not understand Bitcoin. And then she totally changes the subject. Okay. And she brings up how, uh, she brings up the, 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 the FUD that says, um, that the governments want a cyber currency that they control. That's how she changes the subject matter to somehow conflate how the governments want a cyber currency. So a cyber, it's so 1999. <laughs> and wants a cyber currency, and uh, and, and thus, and, and since people can't understand Bitcoin, you avoid it basically. That that that's what she was, and, and then she avoids the topic completely because she doesn't get it. She's selling her trading system or whatever she does. Again, she's talking about. She says there's surely going to be a financial reset. It's so. Oh, I mean. They've been talking about this financial reset for so long. Do they even understand what, what that would entail, like to have a real financial reset where the U.S. dollar is no longer the, the world reserve currency, okay? How bad things would have to get in the world. And I mean, there would be, there would be catastrophe upon, Tom, upon catastrophe for some of these things to actually happen. So she says to be your own bank with precious metals. Be your own bank with precious. That's what she actually says. Use precious metals to be your own bank. This is unbelievable. Again, she knows obviously knows nothing about Bitcoin. The precious metals are on your yeah, sure. I mean, again, it was your own bank in 1888. Sure, 1888. Be your own bank with your silver. But and then she's talking about silver, she's talking about gold. I, I can't even believe this. And and there again, some people in the comments are like, yeah, but they're so happy that she's reinforcing their old school dream that the world is gonna end and that they're gonna they're gonna be the kings of the world with their gold and the silver, and they're gonna be able to buy everything with their gold and the silver, even though there's gonna be a nuclear uh Everything's going to be blown up. They're going to win. Yeah. All right. So the death of the dollar, this is a comment here. The death of the dollar has been imminent since as long as I've been alive. Pound that like button. What else can I say? What else can I say? I mean, that comment sums it all right. The death of the dollar has been imminent since as long as I have been alive. And yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. It has been. It has been. And it's ridiculous. They're waiting for something to happen that's not going to happen. It's, it's, it's just not all of this doom. It, they say it's going to happen every year. It's not happening. You, they, they buy their whole premise of, of getting gold and silver is based upon fear and doom. Okay. Let me remind you with Bitcoin, 
That that's not the premise behind Bitcoin. Okay, it's it, it, all the the dollar is gonna. At least my premise, the dollar is going to be here. The 80 percenters are going to do what they're going to do. Inflation will continue. The, the United States government, all the current countries haven't been able to print money successfully. People are hooked on nice stuff. And as long as they have that nice stuff, they'll be content. They'll be obedient to their countries. So the, the world will continue as it is. So you can opt in the Bitcoin so you, you can get more. You'll have more. You won't have to be in that world. But you could be in that world and the world isn't going to end and you're not going to die and you're not going to need gold. <laughs> and, and, and the whole world isn't coming. Everything. There's not going to be a big financial reset and not everything's going to go wrong. People are going to be happy. I mean, there's a lot of 80 percenters out there. that just you know, they, they haven't heard of any of this stuff. That's great. That's good. The world will go on. They, she, the way these these gold peddlers make it is like everybody is aware of this type of stuff and or they're going to be aware of it soon. No. They just want their kids to be happy and they want a big screen TV and they want to, you know, do drugs and drink their pain away. And yeah, okay. And that's, that's great. And that's the way, and the, and the governments and people, well, this can't continue forever. They can't keep printing money forever. Yes, they can. Yes. In this society where we are so comfortable with every technical luxury in the world. Yes. It can keep on going forever and ever. Okay, for as long as we, I'm here on this planet, they can keep on printing the dollar. It's not going away. This is the most powerful, most wealthiest country on earth that everyone wants to be a part of. You travel anywhere. This culture is mimicked everywhere around the world. And they're not going to all of a sudden change. There's not going to be a reset. All of a sudden, we want to follow the Russians. <laughs> yeah, what a joke. Again, all the people that say, well, you know, it's all, all the Russian stuff about Trump. How could anyone believe that? How can any of you believe that the Russians are going to dictate what the currency is going to be in the future? How can you, that's the same thing as believing in the Russian collusion hoax, okay? Is, this, is that you, oh, well, Putin's getting into crypto. Putin's in, they are weak. They are so weak. They have some nuclear weapons that might not even work anymore. You're caught like it's 1952 still, or, it's, or they just shot up Sputnik or something. That's the world you're in with all these people. There's going to be a financial reset. The Russians are so powerful. They are weak. I travel around this whole world. They don't take a ruble in Argentina. When I was in Argentina trying to get a bus, I didn't have any pesos. I said, you want dollars? Yeah, please, please. They take my $13. When I'm in Zimbabwe, what do they do? they take rubles? Do they take yuan? No, they take U.S. dollar. Okay? And- so, I mean, again, it's not going away. And if, you, if you're waiting around for Lynette Zan's dream to come true, where all these people that are getting, I mean, they, they think that, that, that the U.S. is so evil. It's so evil. It has to come down. It's not. It's not evil. Our culture is mimicked all over the world. It might not be the most, the cleanest thing in the world anymore. It might not be. Again, there's bad aspects of, of so many things in the United States of America. But this is where the dollar rests upon, okay? It, the United States of America controls this planet, and it isn't. It's not ending anytime soon. Okay, okay. And if you're saying you the Russia this, Russia that. Now again, if you talk about China, that's a little bit. It's a little bit different. But again, they how do they keep order in their country? Complete totalitarianism. Okay, is that is that a, a, a method of success? We shall see. We shall see. But again, you don't wait. Don't wait around for the yuan to be accepted all around the world, and then your gold will be worth so much or, or, or something, some nonsense like that. Okay. What I'm, what I teach, what I say on this channel is the way of the world is the way of the world. Okay. There are people that are happy and very comfortable. And you know, there are people that are envious of everything and want so much just given to them 
or want some magical moment to happen where everything falls apart and then they were right. Okay, you, you can get caught up in that stuff if you want. You, or you can be productive. You can find out ways to be uber productive, to preserve your wealth, to be wealthier. And that's Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin is a very positive thing. It doesn't rely on anything horrifying happening. It relies on what has been going on to continue to happen, which is inflation, which is everybody else valuing their wealth in in, in big screen TVs and, and silly things. And Anyway, so yeah, D don't hold your breath on the death of the dollar. Don't Don't hold your breath on some big rebellion because of inflation, because inflation has worked fine. There are obedient citizens all over this country, all over the entire world, okay? And again, this culture, this way of life of the United States, and I have traveled all around, is, you know, they might be jealous, they might be envious, some people, but they'll take it in one second. And they try to get into this country in so many darn different ways down on that border and everything like that. They're not trying to get into Russia. They're not trying to get into China. They're trying to get into the United States. And you got to really think about that, people, when, you, when, you, when you're devising these schemes about how the dollar is going to fall apart or how the United States will, will no longer be supreme and, and, and the world will just think a whole new different way. What is that way? The Russian way? Again, the Russian way? That's a joke. It's a joke. If you and again, you are some of the same people that think that, that, that Russia could make such a big difference. You're the same ones that say, "Oh no, they, they didn't." Why did why did the liberals blow it out of proportion what they tried to do with the election? And you know what? That's true. Russia can't control our elections. Russia can't. It's a joke. It is a straight up joke that has if they didn't have those broken down nuclear weapons sitting there wherever they're sitting, they'd be nothing. They would be, you wouldn't think of it, you wouldn't hear about them or anything, okay? Any, the people that were smart got out of there a long time ago. You, I mean, think about it. In Israel, in Israel, which all of you got, so many people love to vilify, there were, there were Russians there who had to get the heck out of Russia. They wanted to get out of Russia so much that they lied and pretended their great-grandparents were Jewish or something like that. You see these dudes in Israel, clearly not Jewish at all, but they, they wanted out of Russia. They wanted into Israel, okay? These and these are guys who don't even like—they don't like Jews at all. They're probably anti-Semites. They—it was so bad in Russia that they pretended that their great grandparents, or maybe one of their great grandparents, was a Jew or something. I don't even know. But they—they they wanted out of that nightmare so much that they go to Israel, okay? So again, and again, Israel mimics the way of the Western world, of the of the success of the United States, of that type of culture. It's a secular culture, etc. But again, there's—you know—you can believe. You can believe the Lynette, Zang, Zang, Lynette Zangs of the world that there's going to be this reset and that these baskets of the yuan and the and the ruble will take over and oh he's so and, and Putin is so powerful this that and the other and he will again value your wealthy worry about yourself not what Putin is doing okay again if you're waiting around for Putin to save you you're going to be waiting around a real long long time save yourself pound that like button don't get caught up in this doom stuff. But I mean, I'm ripping this doom stuff apart. But again, people love to hear it. Again, I mean, they're self-hating Americans, I guess. They just, oh, why, why are we so rich? It must be my fault. I'm so guilty of being, uh, yeah, the Chinese and Russians must be right. They, they'll win. They'll win. Yeah. All right. So uh, audio tweaker said, saw that Molyneux Zingzang talk. She's so cringe. If you want to get even more triggered, watch Peter Schiff take on Libra on how Libra will destroy Bitcoin. Yeah. You know, Peter Schiff has been saying ridiculous things also, but he's smarter than her. There's no doubt about it. 
And you know what? He, I think he actually stands for something more than she. Her, his father stood for something. His father stood for something at least. And I mean, you would think that would be passed down to him in some way. Again, you know, he, he doesn't hide. She's selling some gold products. She sells gold and silver also. I mean, now I, I rate, they're not in the same boat. They're not in the same boat. He, he doesn't, she, I don't know why anyone listens to her. I, I can understand why some people listen to Chef. Okay. I, I, I can under, I, I, I do understand. I mean, at this point, it's just embarrassing that he is, that he's so stubborn about Bitcoin, but she doesn't have a clue about it. She's just saying the same old talking po talking points that Schiff and all these guys have been saying for ten years, but it's wrapped up in this in a woman. So the, the guys like it, and it's, it's so pathetic. It's again, she, she's an obese sixty year some year old woman, and these guys, are, oh, you're so smart, you're so smart because you said something that Doug Casey said in 1985. Oh, you're so smart. <laughs> this is fun. Uh, <laughs> Okay, and, and by, so, so again, she, she's making it like seem like, and a lot of these people, and, and Schiff is guilty of this too, that that you know, gold is, is going to be the, is is going to be the savior. You know, Facebook and all these tech companies, they've had years and years, twenty years, to do projects with gold. Do you see Facebook trying to get into gold? Okay, do, do, do you see any company, modern company, trying to get into gold? They're trying to get into cryptocurrency. Okay, this is. The way, the new way, okay? Cryptocurrency is the new way. It doesn't care if you hate it. It doesn't care if the world ends or the world doesn't end or anything like that. Don't get stuck waiting for these insane doom scenarios. Get into clearly what is what the world is evolving into. It, it, modern cryptocurrency technology. And again, so some of these countries are going to come up with their own cryptocurrency. So what? That's not Bitcoin. That's they admire Bitcoin so much that they want to copy it and centralize it and use it to control their people even more. And their people will be loyal and they will they will continue to it will be ease of use. Again, the dollar will become easier to use for this whole world when it becomes Fed coin. It will remain the most the most important currency on the planet. Again, because again, part of the it's all about belief in the dollar. OK, that's why I'm bringing up some of these social issues around the dollar that. It is all one big – when it comes to fiat currency, it's about do I believe this thing has value? And even though they're printing so many of them, do I believe it has value? And it does. It does because of the United States, what it means to the world, the culture that it, expo it exports to the world, the freedom that it represents still, that people want to get into it. It is the United it, – it, it's its own – it has meaning. It really – and again, it's a story that we all believe in. Now, I, I see, I understand that it's slow, it's slowly being inflated away. You can't get as much as you as you can before. But when you're in some of these other countries, it's much better what they than what they have on the table. They know how their countries are completely unstable. It goes from one form of government to another form of government to another form of government. And, and you don't know when the person is going to get overthrown. And you don't know when there's going to be hyperinflation. Remember, she said something here. Let, let, now, where is this? This is what she said. She, she talks about her ITM trading, whatever that is. But Venezuela is just a little bit ahead of the U.S. I mean, that is one of the most ridiculous statements I, I, I've heard this month, <laughs> okay? That it's just a little bit ahead of the United States in terms of its inflation is what she's saying. That, that the United States is just a few steps ahead, a steps behind that. Soon, we'll be there. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable that she thinks that she, I, I don't I, I can't believe she really believes it that that we're that close to being in Venezuelan situation. We they are having hyperinflation. 
We're nowhere close to that. Nowhere close to that. And the amount of countries that are in between where Venezuela is and where the United States is, is plentiful, okay? Plentiful. Again, let's let's take South Africa. Have you ever been to South Africa before? I've been to South Africa before. They've got a lot of problems. They've got a lot of poor people there. They've got a lot of violence in these poor communities, okay? They've got the government threatening to take land from people, okay? They're, they've got the RAND that gets printed. They've got government officials that steal and steal and steal and steal. Yet the, the country still, it works. It works, okay? There's like 20% of the people only work there. It works. The RAND is accepted in Zimbabwe, okay? So they just, it's, it's, and this RAND is actually the base of some of the, of um, Namibia's currency. Namibia bases their currency on South Africa's currency, okay? But still, the situation in South Africa is not great. We live in such a higher, it's such a safer country in the United States and in, in a better, and again, there's great things about South Africa, okay? There, there are some good things about it. It's a beautiful country, but there's some pretty, they have some extreme problems there, but they are far better than Venezuela. Okay. So, but if you're in a country like South Africa and you see the lands being taken, well, you, you probably want to get into some Bitcoin and just preserving your wealth and, and, and whatever. But, but again, you, you see this, it's talking about the extreme of Venezuela and saying that we're on the road and we're, we'll soon be there is ridiculous. Is ridiculous. Because not even in South Africa, we're, it, it would take a lot more in South Africa for them to get to the Venezuela situation. So to imagine the United States will soon be there is, is just total doom. It's total doom preying on the naivete of most Americans who haven't left their metropolitan area ever, okay, ever. And they, they don't know the way the world works, okay. Here on the streets of Los Angeles, okay, we have bums, bums here that have no idea what it, they are. They've totally lost their minds through drugs, through their own mental problems. I don't know what their issues are, okay? They have bikes, they have tents, they have sleeping bags, they have cell phones, okay, that work, okay? They have things that in terms of the value is, is worth more than most people on this planet even own, okay? These are people who have no idea what is going on in the world around, they, they, they don't know. They sometimes defecate on the street, okay? I saw one on La Brea defecating at 6.30 a.m. when I was walking the synagogue the other day, okay? Yet this, a person like that has more wealth than anyone, than most people do in the whole world, okay? And that, and she, but she says, we're going to be close to Venezuela soon. When our poorest of the poor are, have more wealth than, and have no control over their bodily functions even anymore, but they have more wealth than most people, like, in, in, again, in African developing countries and stuff like that. Okay, it, it's, it's, it's doom. It's total doom. The United States is wealthy. The United States is powerful. The dollar and, and, and all of those people accept the dollar. The bum, he'll accept it. The, the people in Africa will accept it. The welfare recipients in the United States gladly accept it. Gladly accept it. It's not going away. And again, yeah, it's what's it? It's not based on, it's not backed by gold. No, it's not backed by anything physical. It's backed by the story of the United States of America. And comparing it to all the other stories of all the other countries. And again, this is the, the yen on a smaller scale. The yen continues to, everyone says the yen was going to be terrible. That Japan was going to fall apart, blah, blah, blah. The yen, those people are so loyal to their government and so loyal to their people that the yen has been printed insanely. They, they, they printed the yen to oblivion. But there's, there's been no hyperinflation there. There's been no end of the world in Japan. Sure, they haven't been as productive as maybe they once were. I've been to Japan before. It is incredibly comfortable. It is incredibly safe. It's incredibly great. 
and they print and print and print and print, and the yen is still respected. It's you know second or third to, to the dollar, you know, probably third to the dollar in the world. Again, it's the belief. It's the belief of the of the people. The, the the yen stands for something. It stands for that stable Japanese society, loyal to the government. We will do. We will work as a collective to continue Japanese society. We will work hard, and the yen will be our thing. Our currency, and we will respect it. And yes, some of us will get into Bitcoin too, whatever, to, to, to help protect their wealth some more. But our society will continue. And again, this is the story. People don't realize it, it doesn't have to be in this modern age. Your currency doesn't have to be backed by anything anymore. It's just the story behind it. The story, it's a freaking story. America is a story, a story that everyone, Japan is a story that everyone believes in. Venezuela is a story that no one believes in. No one. He wasn't able to get away when you're running a country that way. No one believes in the story anymore. No one. Thus, you can have hyperinflation quite easily. Most of the countries, nobody believes in the darn stories. So, of course, they can get into hyperinflation. But is, is, is Lynette Zhang and all those doomers, are they talking to people in Mozambique? Are they? Are they talking to people in uh, other subjects in, in the Congo? No, they're talking to Americans and Canadians and telling them you better the world is coming to an end. You're gonna be like Venezuela tomorrow. So get gold. Buy my buy my newsletter. Da -da 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 -da. The world's gonna to come to the end. It's uh, my predictions for 2018 are the world's gonna to come to an end. My predictions for 2014, the world's gonna to come to an end. But it it doesn't again. So if you just get stuck in that, what are you gonna be? You're gonna be one of the people in her in, in the comment section under Molyneux who are just like, yeah, there's crypto people don't know what they're talking about. Gold, gold, this, gold, that. And again, I'm not gold isn't the worst thing in it. Again, gold, it's better to have gold than have Venezuelan Boulevard. Of course, of course, of course it is. But again, she that's not what these people have been preaching all these years. And their preaching has just gotten people stuck in this doom addiction. So again, travel around the world and you tell me about the financial reset that's gonna happen. You tell me about that because there's no financial reset that's gonna happen. None at all. None at all. It, it, it again. The way so, so, some of these countries might fall, these little countries have fallen apart every 10 years. It's going to keep happening. That doesn't mean that the top dogs, it's, it's all going to fall apart for them because Russia is jealous. That Europe and Japan and the United States of America aren't going to continue to dominate this world because Russia is jealous or you're jealous. <laughs> Again, you can dream it. You can want it. And you've been talking about it since, you know, 1982 or whatever. Um, it's not happening. And I, I would... Try to stop, you know, wanting the worst of the worst. And if that did happen, imagine the sin. How would the world be if if the world reset to the ruble would be the 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 the, the way of value of this world? <laughs> what a nightmare of a world it would be. Okay, to have to get to that point where the United States dollar had been hyperinflated away. I mean, it, it, what would have had to happen is that the United States blew up or something. There'd be no more United States. There'd be no more culture to believe in. There'd be no, not, it would have to be such a horrifying scenario. We'd be back in the dark ages again. There'd be a czar or something like that. And there wouldn't be, there'd be no technology anymore. It's just something horrible would have to happen. But the people want that to happen. There's some people that just, that's the way they want to live their life. That's the way they, they want things to happen. I, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get that. I don't get that. It'd be, it'd be very interesting to, to study the, the psychology of those type of people, um, what gets them going, uh, what gets them up in the day. Um, and again, F Facebook also, everyone's hating on Facebook. Facebook's not going to be able to accomplish what they're trying to do. The whole world worships Facebook, okay? You might hate them. Again, like you hate the United States, but it's, it's just, that's the way. People will accept 
what the social narrative that they toss out there, okay? That the they define mainstream popularity. And again, you don't have to be part of the mainstream, but they they're not going away. Um, it's not it, it, it it's similar, you know, you, you can hate on them. You, you you don't have to be a part of them though. You don't have to be a part of them. The world <laughs> and they will be able to pull up. They they don't work for some nefarious organization trying to talk take over the world. They're a corporation trying to make as much money as they can. They're making their own currency. It's going to onboard. It's not the mark of the beast or anything like that. Um, and they they got it. They got a platform where they're going to be able to spread their coin to a lot of darn people. A lot of people blindly follow that. And I'm not and I'm not saying to blindly follow anything. I am just giving you the lay of the land, people. People want stuff. The capital of stuff is the United States. People want freedom. The capital of freedom is the United States. Facebook, people want social. People want to be famous. The capital of making you feel like you're famous and, and happy and all that fake stuff is Facebook. It's it's not going away. Uh, and people are going to build their lives around it. Let them do that. Let them do that. You, don't worry about them. You worry about yourself. You you personal responsibility is new counterculture. Facebook isn't ruining your life. The United States of America isn't ruining your life. The, the Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton isn't ruining your you're ruining your life by worrying about all this stuff. Bitcoin is living gold's dream. That is just another reminder. Lynette Zhang and her buddies um, need that wake up call. And I'm it's a little surprise. It's not surprise. I know why Mulnu had her on the show. I mean, it's so it's so obvious. Um, but to diversify into that corner of the web well, whatever it's his it's if he if he thinks it's going to help him then let him think that then let him think that's going to help him um and I, i'm glad he did sort of bring up that question to her but again whatever i, I have it written down below i think it was at the 35 30 mark she admits she knows nothing about bitcoin she admits it she admits it and tries to write a conspiracy theory. and so many people believe that type of stuff let them believe that type of stuff let them believe the world's going to end let them let them value their wealth in rubles rubles Okay. You know, another thing, if you want to, if you want to trick Americans, uh, uh, like people who can be fooled by doom, you hire a guy with a British accent. They will listen. If you've got a British accent, you can just, you can create any scam you want to, and you're going to get like 80% of the Americans just to buy your thing. Okay. So if you're a, like an altcoin scammer out there, an ICO scammer, hire a guy with a British accent, you bribe some of the 80% channels out there to let your British accent uh, actor on the channel. And you'll get all these people to just, they just blindly will follow you. The, the British accent. There you go. That's that's something great. So if uh, Lynette had a, a British accent, it would even it would even get more even be more pathetic. Uh, so yeah, I talk about the doomer sell fear. Bitcoin. Bitcoin is not about fear. Bitcoin is Bitcoin sells math. It's just about math. It's about a limited quantity, uh, non-governmental uh, money that. Uh, you can use to get your wealth out of, you know, uncomfortable situations. No one can take it away from you. I think that's a, I think that's a very positive thing. I'm not going to say, is anyone trying to take away your money? I hope not. I hope not. Um, you can send it real fast anywhere around the world. And so it's, for me, it's, it's a bunch of positives and it does not, inf it does not involve that inflation at the same time. It doesn't, it's, it's success also does not involve the United States dollar being hyperinflated away. No, it'll be successful. It's already, Bitcoin's already successful with all these little third world nations inflating their uh, their uh, dollars, away, inflating their uh, coins away, inflating their currencies away. It's already, it's already successful as it is. Again, not everybody 
has access to the United States dollar. They want to have access to the United States dollar, and they will continue to want to have access to the United States dollar. Bitcoin will always be too hard for some people. Bitcoin, people will always want to be in the convenience of the Fed coin bank system. Okay, that's their thing. That's their thing. The world will continue to be successful. The, the world will continue to be modern. And, the, and you, know, you might not like some aspects of it. You might not like having to work a nine to five job. You might not like being in the rat race. If you don't like being in the rat race, okay, some people like being in the rat race. That's It's not the end of the world to be in the rat race and, and, and to, to value your wealth and stuff. It isn't the end of the world. But if you don't want that, you opt into Bitcoin. And I think it's a very positive thing. I'm not saying if you don't get into Bitcoin that your, the world's going to end or that your life is going to end and, and, and that it's all going to be doom and gloom and, and you're going to have to blame X, Y, and Z. No. If you don't get into Bitcoin and you end up poor, well, then it's your fault. If you don't get into Bitcoin and you end up living your whole life uh, working a nine to five job for 50 years and you're happy, that's great. That's good that you lived a happy life. I mean, that was your definition of happy, whatever. Again, big, but I, I'm saying that I think Bitcoin can take, take you to the next level. I think it can take you to the next level, definitely. And uh, where you don't have to, where you can just laugh like I do at all of this doom and gloom nonsense that's out there. And you just have big, you have more freedom. I think Bitcoin brings you more freedom and uh again you could be in the mainstream culture of the dollar and i and i think there are some pop you know some people are plenty happy in it. the 80 percenters are plenty happy in it but you don't have to be an 80 percent and, and again that is my positive pitch for bitcoin and i think it's just about bitcoin is just about numbers it's not about the world ending it's a limited supply currency that is a, a private currency and there's not it's not going to be inflated away in any way uh and you're not going to have to rearrange your whole you're not gonna it's a say it's a savings mechanism with the fiat currencies they are not savings mechanisms they are not save proper savings mechanisms anymore so if you want a savings mechanism you get in the big but you don't have to have a savings mechanism in life again i'm not i'm not saying it's the end of the, your whole life is going to come to an end i'm not a doomer i mean there are plenty of people that are able to pull it off in the fiat world um they end up working quite a bit and uh moving around quite a lot and a lot of it could be uncomfortable, but some are some are plenty happy with it. All right. Wow. I, I Lynette Zhang in, inspired a lot there. Pound that like button. Let's let's move on. Uh, Trump Heights in uh, the Golan Heights. They named the town in the Israel uh, Golan Heights. Uh, and I, I had a tweet out. I, I thought it was hilarious because all these people are trying to virtue signal. You know, they hate Trump so much. Like, oh, this is horrible. Golan Heights, horrible. Trump, hard. And it's great. You know, the people in the Golan Heights were very happy that Trump, you know, like a logical person said, you know, well, yeah, it's it's Israel. So I'm saying it's Israel. <laughs> I mean, if you ever go to the Golan Heights, it's like there's no death. There's no like you're walking around. You, you know, you're in Israel. There's there's all these people out there that don't really grasp that. But. Trump, who, I mean, he's not a genius or anything like that. He, he grasped it. So he said, yeah, Golan Heights is part of Israel. So I said, Israel, keep on building in Judea, Samaria, and the Golan Heights, and all over Israel. So I linked to the video, which shows Trump Heights, and them celebrating this neighborhood or town or whatever the heck up in the Golan Heights. And it's it's great. It's it's great to see. Um, I mean, they, they can name their town after whoever they want to name their town after. And it's always great to see the people of Israel building new towns. You know, there's they have the secular people have a lot of kids out there, more so than in America. And yeah, I mean, seeing the cities in Judea and Samaria, I, I can't wait to be back to see to see all the the growth that's going on. So yeah, I, Israel, keep on building, keep on building, and yeah, nice name for a town, Trump Heights. <laughs> Hilarious. You re <laughs> maybe they were trolling some of the some of the, the haters out there. Who knows? 
that's that's some troll to name your neighborhood or your town after Trump. <laughs> All right, so uh, I I, re I don't link to this article because you can Google it yourself. Yeah, you know, I I love I love baseball and everything. I love the Orioles uh, since I've been a kid. It's my one. Uh, you know, I, I gave up following the NFL and all that, all that stuff. But yeah, I still obviously, it's I'm addicted to the Orioles. You, you gotta have one weakness, right? And uh, <laughs> and they're horrible this year. I know they are, but you don't just give up on your team when they're horrible because it feels that much better when they finally win it. Long term thinking, pound that like button. But there's a you know in Tampa they have a horrible stadium, and uh, not that many people go to the games in Tampa. And the owner, of course, is threatening to move the team or sort of threatens. And, and it's just it's terrible how these owners blackmail cities. To just fund their these they're they're rich owners again and it's sad that cities just become so dependent emotionally on these teams that they can't let them leave and so there's a proposal out there for Tampa could build a stadium but then Montreal can also build a stadium and they'll share the team oh my God would that be a C U C K type of situation for those cities you you share a team. <laughs> You end up build, you spend five half a billion dollars each on stadiums, over half a billion dollars to share a team. I mean, that is the worst of, of both worlds there. That, that's the worst. Okay. With no team, you spend nothing. Okay. With one team, uh, you spend something. Okay. Do, I, I know I some people in Tampa weren't too happy about that. Don't be C U C Ks, okay, to MLB. Don't fall for that stuff. Stop, stop wasting all your tax money on this nonsense. If if they want to build a stadium, they'll build the stadium with their own money. Unfortunately, there are going to be some cities where they leave. and But eventually, there'll be a point if, if everyone stops being blackmailed, if all these cities stop being blackmailed by these uh, – and, and some of them have learned now. They don't play that game anymore with these uh, major league teams, uh, being in football, the NHL, the NBA, or, or MLB. Uh, the city's got to – Got to get some cojones and just say no. No means no. And th this is this is taken to an extreme. If that were to happen, if Montreal and Tampa both build new stadiums to share a team, pathetic. Really, really pathetic. Speaking about Canada, um, I, I thought about when I was thinking about this scenario. Uh, I, I've said this before on the show. The United States and Canada is pretty strict to fly into both countries. You know, they search you pretty well. They're not. They're trying to not let bad guys come into the country, and because of that, if the United States and Canada, and it wouldn't be too hard, just develop the same border security around the entire United States and Canada combined, why why should we have a border between the U.S. and Canada? Why can't I just drive my car between Washington and British Columbia without getting searched? Like I and I was in, in 2014 when I was on the bus between Seattle and Vancouver, they made us all get off the bus and I got a special interrogation where they uh, made me put my laptop on the uh, desk and they went through my laptop. And um, and and it, it's just, that's insane. There shouldn't, it should be like traveling from Maryland to Virginia, okay? That we're the same, we're really similar people, okay? There's, you can't bring the apples from British Columbia into Washington because they're gonna poison America. I mean, that's the logic, it's, in, it, it's crazy. It's, it's ludicrous. It's a waste of, of – it costs a lot of money to maintain that border between the United States and Canada. It, it just – it should not be there. People should be able to freely cross like it's crossing into, again, uh, California into Nevada or Oregon into Washington. And, again, it, it could easily be implemented if you just – at all the airports had the same security 
so that the bad people could not get into either Canada or the United States. So if you didn't have any so-called bad people, they, they, and again, the, and the security obviously at Mexico would have to be uh, very strong also. I guess that would, the Canadians would, you know, they, they could agree to, they, they could be part of that process also to make it very strict at Mexico. And that's, I mean, in the perfect world, it'd be great to have an open border between Mexico and the United States. There are some issues there still, but between the United States and Canada, it's ridiculous, the situation. It really is. You know, I know people don't like talking about the European Union, um, but the, the one thing that we could implement is that they have between certain countries there uh, is no border, no border between the United States and Canada. It'd be, it would be great, and it would be there'd be nothing wrong with it in the world. Um, okay, I talked about the uh, the conservative YouTubers complaining about not getting their 80 percenters anymore. Okay. Yeah. And again, I would have these algorithms. They've changed on me plenty of times too. I know the people that come to my videos, they still support me as much as they used to financially and everything. It's great. You know what? I want the, I don't want the cheap heat. I don't want the 80 percenters. I, I want my, I want people to watch the show and learn about Bitcoin and everything, but I want them to actually want to watch the show. Not just because it's thrown in their face and they're, they're clicking on the cheap heat and everything. I, I've got a loyal audience, and I do appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Pound that like button. So um, you, you even watched my, my one show that's not even about Bitcoin. But, uh, hey, you guys requested it. You said, hey, tell us about the health tips and the, the other stuff. Okay, well, yeah, you're, you're getting that other stuff. Uh, Joe Rogan, let, let's talk about some health here. Joe Rogan says that he's on his, on his phone four hours a day. <laughs> that's not healthy, dudes. That's, that's not healthy at all. Uh, and... I don't even have a phone. So what, what happens is you get you start you're on your phone and you're just looking at it and you just get stuck playing with these apps and just I mean don't don't have a you don't need you don't need I never had a smartphone. Never had a smartphone. I have a laptop. I stand up when I'm at my laptop. That is that is healthy. I'm not sitting crouching over some phone, walking on the street, walking on the street with my phone hitting into people. Again, it, it's not it's not healthy, it's not safe. It's not safe to become uh, four hours on your phone. I don't think it's cheaper. I don't think it's cheap either, right? Then you get charged airtime and all this. I mean, and then you, you've got the phone up to your head talking sometimes, and who knows what radiation that's bringing to your head. I, I don't. I don't see the point of these smartphones. Uh, I don't need one. Don't, and I travel around the whole entire world with a with a laptop. And I'm 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 in an industry that's involved with technology, aren't I? With Bitcoin, I think it's at the the height of technology. But don't. Don't use the phones at all. So yeah, if you if you find yourself four hours a day on a phone, I, I it's probably not good for your eyes. <laughs> probably not good for a lot of things. And especially if you're talking on it half the time. Again, talking when you're talking, your phone is very inefficient. But when you're wasting time with playing with all these apps, you end up wasting money too. You're buying things. Not, not good. So uh, I was shocked to hear he says four hours a day. And so then you need these people that need to go on phone vacations and stuff. How, how about instead of needing to go on a phone vacation, just don't be on your phone four hours a day. Get yourself a traditional computer. <laughs> when you need to use the computer, use the computer. And, uh, you know, use, if you actually need to call someone still, we could call, I call people through my computer. <laughs> uh, and, and again, uh, I text people through my computer. I don't, I don't see the point. And I, I know some of you got tech, got Uber and all that stuff. Yeah. I get, okay. I see, I guess certain people, it might be a, a necessity now in some ways, but you end, if you end up four hours a day on it, that's really bad, really unhealthy. Uh, I'll skip that one. Again, follow me on Twitter, TechBalt. 
Um, oh, the media talks about how much certain politicians. Oh God, I've been on for an hour. How uh, So many politicians have funded so much. You know, so many of these uh, presidential candidates have raised millions and millions of dollars, and the media praise them, and they make it seem like it's a positive for you to give these guys dollars. You you got to learn how to fund yourself. If you are one of those people that's in debt and you're at the same time you're fun you're giving two hundred dollars to Beto O'Rourke, I mean you whoa get your priorities straight, dude. Self fund your own campaign. Self fund your campaign for your life. There are people out there who would rather fund a sociopath campaign to become president, and and they think there's pre that the presence by doing that that Beto is going to be able to change their life. What a waste. You're throwing $200 at this dude who's not going to be able to change your life. Spend the $200 on yourself and change your life. Ambition is good, people. That has been lost in the world today. Ambition is good. Today's world says being the victim is good. No, ambition is good. Ambition is good there. Um, as I said, Trump is not preventing people from progressing in their lives. Don't you, when, when you put him, when you say something like that, you're putting people on pedestals. Um, speaking about putting people on pedestals, you know, Harvard rejected that conservative kid and then everyone's spazzing out that Harvard should have accepted him. So, again, you're putting Harvard on this pedestal. If you don't like Harvard, the way Harvard is doing things, then say, okay, you know what? I'm not going to deal with Harvard anymore. If they're, I'm just not going to deal with them. I'm not going to say they should have, we got to rearrange the way we think of education. We got to rearrange, we can't let the mainstream de de decide what is acceptable. Okay. You don't, I mean, again, so it's not going to change. Most likely it isn't going to change. You're going to have to, to being approved by the, the group. You don't have to be approved by the masses. Fitting in is fitting in is overrated. Okay. But we, you gotta stop. You're giving more power to these validation sources, these centralized validation sources. When you make such a huge, big deal out of Harvard, rejecting this kid. Don't you don't need to be validated by Harvard. You can get an education any way you want to get an education. Just, everyone is stuck in this, and 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 everyone will continue. The masses will continue to be stuck in the because they they want centralized authorities to validate them for them. They want to be validated by centralized authorities. You don't have to be that way. You don't have to be validated by the centralized authorities. And again, you that that's you don't you you don't need the big house. You don't need the big debt. You, you do not need those things, but to fit in, yeah, you need those things. You won't be validated if you don't if you don't go with the flow and say, oh, yeah, it was great that this Harvard kicked him out. Harvard is the source of all knowledge on earth. Yes, centralized validating forces. No, you don't have to do that. You 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 should be happy with – you should self-validate You should validate yourself saying, yeah, okay. Uh, he didn't get accepted to Harvard. He, he, he can still be a successful kid, um, and, I, and I hope he, he finds his way. And I don't need to get into Harvard, and I don't need to, someone to tell me that Harvard is the best thing in the darn world, um, because the world is the world is a changing. And keep on learning, people. Keep on learning. That that is a uh, you, you put your when you keep always be, always be closing, always be learning, always be learning, and you will never get in, stuck in a situation where you don't think you can reinvent yourself. Because in this modern world, sometimes people have to reinvent themselves. It's awesome. It, I, I think it's it's opportunity. I see so much opportunity out there. Uh, audio tweaker, video audio video tweaker said people are developing little horns. Yep, on the back of their heads because of staring at phones for hours a day in a weird body posture. Yeah, so people are their burns bone spurs are growing on people's skulls from the phones being too close to their heads. 
I didn't want to actually say that, but <laughs> I did know that too. I, I don't want to scare people too much. I don't, I mean, that might be from someone holding up the phone, like talking five hours a day on it. I, I don't know. Those seem like extreme cases. It's not healthy. It's, it's obviously not healthy hold, holding those things up to your head uh, for long periods of time. Uh, Larry, Larry Wilmore was on the Ben Shapiro's show and he's like a liberal guy. He's, he's a Democrat. And Ben was very cordial with him and they had a, a great discussion on Ben Shapiro's show. And Ben Shapiro um, just, you know, spread the word over Twitter, his Twitter account that Larry Wilmore was going to be on his show. Larry Wilmore never mentioned anything about Ben Shapiro in his Twitter feed. You can go to Larry Wilmore's feed at this moment. He never mentions Ben Shapiro. I don't, you draw your own, draw your own conclusions, draw your own conclusions um, about that one. I mean, they had a real nice discussion. It's just, I mean, some people want to fit in more than others, I guess, into their, their little uh, well-defined cliques. You know, he, he <laughs> unbelievable. I, I think uh, I, 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 we, we're hitting an hour here. So again, I keep on missing all these things that I have at the end. Oh, God, well, you'll, you'll, if you check out the links below, you'll see the things that I left out, but let's, let's, let's uh, end it with this uh, naval tweet, which is linked to below. The modern struggle, lone in the model, this is what he defines the modern struggle as lone individuals summoning inhuman willpower, fasting, meditating, and exercising up against armies of scientists and statisticians weaponizing abundant food, screens, and medicine into junk food, clickbait news, infinite P O R N, endless games, and addictive drugs. All right, people, personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Defer gratification. Don't be impulsive. You can, you can fast. You can have control over yourself. Um, that is freedom when you have, have self-control, when you can resist uh, certain temptations. Uh, again, if, if you can't, if you're impulsive, if you don't get, you get caught up in, in the mainstream world, in the clickbait world, in the junk food world, in, in the medicine world, and then who do you have to blame but yourself? Uh, the one thing I wanted, I, I did want to mention something about obese people. Um, some of these people who are trying to predict the future and, and, and tell you what to do for your future, you know, what to invest in in your future, they care so little about their own future that they become morbidly obese. Do you want someone who cares so little about their future that they're morbidly obese to tell you what the future is going to be like? I mean, would you take the advice of someone that cares about the future? Someone, you know, about, would you take advice about the future for someone who just clearly doesn't have enough restraint to get themselves on a healthy path in the near future? Okay. I mean, these, if you're, I, I, again, I, it's sad when a person becomes morbidly obese, but there are some self control issues there. There are some impulsivity issues there. And what can you, those are the people that are telling us what, what to invest in some of these times and some of these situations. I mean, again, I, I'm not, I'm not judging them on the way I'm not being superficial. I'm trying to analyze, you know, how did they get to this situation? They, there was some impulsiveness there. They clearly don't know enough, either. Maybe they don't know that this is very dangerous for their future. Okay. They, they, they they're lacking a certain type of long-term thinking or a certain amount of concern for their own long-term well-being. How can you take advice from someone who lacks concern about their own long-term well-being? They're going to care about your long-term well-being if they don't care about their own long-term well-being? 
pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. There's your health tip of the day. Uh, remember to subscribe to this channel. Like this video, pound this video, bang that bell button, click on those squares. I'll say hi to you guys in the chat. That was a long show.